everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Conversations. I'm John Bevere, joined by my absolutely amazing wife, Lisa Bevere, no, who we are selling. Wife. Fiercely loved wife, Lisa Bevere, who we are celebrating 40 years of marriage this year. October. Oh, it's amazing. October. It's, it, it happened. And I'd marry you tomorrow in a heartbeat if I could. All right. So we are a part of a family of uh, podcasts, Lisa. It's we true. have got the Godmothers with Lisa. The Godmother. The Godmother. Yes. We have there Let's only Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. And then we got a new one coming someday soon, I hope, because it's really going to be an exciting We're one. We're really excited about it. Yeah. A lot of people have been asking about yeah, this about one. about this one. Okay. That's right. Hey, everybody, we hope you enjoyed our last episode. We discussed navigating the cancel culture. Culture. And I think part two is even better than part one. But what we're going to do is launch it on May 24th because, drum roll, da 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 da, a massively amazing book is getting ready to be released on the first week of May. And it is Fiercely Loved by Lisa Bevere. And Babe, that's a really pretty color. What I color gotta is, say that. What color is it? I'm hoping it's pink. Yeah, you know what? Did it, I? Yeah. Okay, it's good. Clo- it's close Y'all, to pink. I, I have a little challenge with co- it's color. It's kind sometimes. of lavender, but yeah, it, it works. Anyway, um, today's episodes, uh, we're going to be talking about this. But before we go into that, yes, we want to encourage everybody to please rate, review, and subscribe to conversations with John and Lisa. Why is this so important? Well, number one, it helps other people get the message. And number two, you might get your review read on the show, which we're about to do from TLO 1968. Don't you love that? You're busting out the reading glasses for this. I guess TLO is nine years younger than me. Wow. Great information on health. And then she, what what TLO, and I don't know if if it's a man or a woman, maybe I'll find out when I read TL's uh, thing, but she's talking about our new course on Messenger X called Healthy Kids. Healthy Kids. Yes. And it was done by our good friends, Jordan Rubin and Dr. X. They're amazing. They really are amazing. And so that's the benefit of all of our listeners that are subscribing to Messenger X. Please do so. If you haven't done it, go to the app store and just type in Messenger X. Why wouldn't you? It's free. And it's free, right? There's all the over 40 courses, books, everything. Or if you have an Android, we have not left you out. You just go to Google Play and you can do the same. But here's TLO's um, statement. Great information on health. I really appreciated the episodes on healthy families. Sadly, my children are all adults now. I wish I had known so much of this when they were little. We didn't realize how unhealthy a lot of our food was until a couple years ago. But now she knows. Yes, now, now she knows. The grandkids are safe. So listen, I'm super excited. We have another devotional. I'm so we excited about a, this We one, had a Lise. devotional that came out in 2020. Yeah, and that, that was strong, right? Strong, yep. yep, exactly. And now this one is fiercely loved. And listen, this is a concept that people are really excited about. But you know what I have found? It takes some time for people to get this idea that they're fiercely loved from their head to their heart. Okay, so can you a, do me a favor? Yes. Can you please tell me what fiercely loved is? Because it's everything two is words violent with that me. you wouldn't yes. expect to be put together. Yes. Well, okay. So I'm going to just, I'm going to just read this for you because I feel like this is really the one that I, tells I love the story. It. it says, you are fiercely loved, well thought of, and deeply wanted. There is nothing, nothing distant in God's feelings towards you. Most people feel fiercely judged, but mm-hmm. we want them to fear, 
fiercely loved. And love one that. of the Psalms that we just grabbed a hold of to be able to illustrate this, because a lot of people are like, are you sure? Are you sure God? I mean, we know that God loves Jesus, but maybe he just tolerates me. Maybe he doesn't really like me. Maybe he just has to love me. But this is what I love from Psalm 139. And this is from the NLT. It says, so this is yours, NLT. Isn't that your one that yeah, you love my, so much? one of my favorites. Okay. How precious are your thoughts about me? I just me? wrote about oh, this God. this morning. This yes. is amazing. Yeah, guess what? We're all plagiarizing the Bible. It says, <laughs> how precious are your thoughts about me? So God has thoughts about you, John Bevere, that are precious. Another version of the Bible say treasured, good. I love how, the, listen to this, the passion, it always just goes incredible. It says, every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly with every thought. So it goes on to say, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Okay, so, stop just a minute. Yeah, they outnumber the grains of sand. Yep. Babe, think about every beach, desert, golf course in the world. That's mm -hmm. a lot of sand. It's a lot of sand. And you know what's so amazing? We got to do a family vacation recently with five of our grandbabies. It was chaos and yeah, it amazing. Was. It was. Uh, and I remember watching Lizzie... Uh, tried to build this little sand tower and she had like this bucket and, you know, getting the right, you know, the right, right moisture level in the sand is really important. Plus being able to flip it fast. You know, you've got that bucket, you got to flip it fast. And I washed her and she was really struggling with the fast flip and the right mixture of water to sand. And uh, she kept calling for Julie, Julie flipped it over for, her. and I watched this, just some of the sand just kind of started falling off. And I thought, I can't even number the number of grains of sand in that bucket. And yet I'm standing on a beach where as far to the right and as far to the left as I can see is sand. I just researched this morning. Yes, tell Scientists me. say that in that little bucket is yes. roughly a million grains of sand. Okay, so think about that. Like maybe we could even believe that if it was a containable number... Yeah. But God is saying, uh, uh it's innumerable. It's innumerable. They, so constant. David says, when I wake, you are there with me still. He's not like, oh my gosh, I hope John doesn't mess up again today. Man, you know, yesterday was a rough day for John. He isn't thinking thoughts of despair, discouragement, disappointment, or distance. He is thinking thoughts that we actually don't even have the capacity to wrap our brains around so babe, constantly. We've yes. been married 40 years. In October. Right. Hey, 40 hey, years. Hey, okay. Yeah, so absolutely. now listen, listen to this. Do you think I'm doing pretty good as a husband? If I think about you every 12 seconds, all 40 years, 24 or seven. Yes. You think that's pretty good? I think that'd be very good. You know it's how, probably not possible. You know how, how big that would be in sand? How many? 10 square feet. 10 square feet. And yet you saw a beach as far as you yeah, could see. Absolutely. And that's just one beach out absolutely. of an entire world of beaches, an entire world of deserts. And God can't exaggerate. Nope. In other words, you know, you know what I'm talking about when fishermen say, oh man, I caught a fish this big and it was really half the size, right? Right. That's exaggeration, which is actually a lie. And God cannot lie. The yep. Bible says that. So if he says his thoughts outnumber every grain of sand, that's 
incomprehensible how much he thinks about each of us. And that's not the church collectively. That's us individually. I know. I know. It's it's actually the other thing. And the reason why, you know, you asked me about fiercely and loved combined. Like, why would I have chosen that word fiercely yes. loved? So people actually have sung, Jesus loved me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Which I'm not mocking it, but it's become white noise. It's become white noise. And they don't understand that that we serve a God of passion. We serve a God who is wild. He's outside our realm of limitations. He's outside of our realm of experience. His love is astounding, but it's actually way above what we would label as astounding. And I wanted it to be this idea of fierce, meaning wild, untamed, astounding, that there was just this organic, like it wasn't just like Oh yeah, you know, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves you. But this incredibly passionate expression about who God is and how he loves. So listen, it's a love that is larger, wilder, and more dangerous. Hmm. Of course, it would have to include danger with me than anything we've ever known or experienced. A love far vaster than the sum of all of the expressions of human love. So maternal love, paternal love, friendship, all of those. It's vaster. God doesn't have love for you. He is love for you. He's not merely in love with you because then he can fall out of love with you. He is is love and you are immersed in that love. And so his love will comfort, but it will also consume. It will consume whatever holds him back or holds back that love that we would have, whether it's idolatry, whether it's the wrong imaginations about how we think he thinks about us. And the subtitle is God wild, God's wild thoughts about you. But my hope is that people would change the way they think God is thinking about them. Right, so I want to ask you something. Yes. You're uh, a young lady. We hadn't met yet. You were bulimic, anorexic. I was anorexic, yes. And um, when did you really discover for the first time that God fiercely loved you? Can you remember a time where it was an aha moment for you? I know I can remember mine, but I'm asking you first. I'm- yeah, there was there was a couple of them. Well, the first thing was actually when you asked me out. When you asked me out, you said that God had told you to ask me out. And that was a revelation of a God who was thinking of me. That was a revelation that, uh, that God loved me so much that he would ask you to ask me out so that I would hear about his love. And I, so, I preface that with, I haven't been out with a girl in two and a half years. Right, right. I remember that. Yeah, and that was such a huge revelation to me, just right there. That was, that was the beginning. But then there was another layer that was added to that, John. I don't, I, you probably remember this, but you know, we, got, we got saved 1981, 1979. Okay. Yes. Yeah, 79. And in the 80s, it was like holy to pray God, I want you to use me. I want you to use me to do this. Use yep. me to do that. And and so I was like, okay, this is how Christians pray. You ask God to use you. And I think God let me do that for months. And then one day I felt the Holy Spirit ask me the question, have you ever been used by a friend? And I thought, yeah. How did that make you feel? Betrayed? 
Have you ever been used by a boyfriend? Oh my gosh. How did that make you feel? Abandoned, mm. rejected. Wow. And God said, I will use the circumstances of your life, but I don't use people. Satan uses people. Really he said, good. I anoint them. I heal them. I save them. I transform them to my image, but I don't use people. And people, you know, people are like, yes, he does. Well, I want you to think about the terminology of use, being used rather than being loved. Because the truth is who you are to God is more important than what you will ever do for him. So the truth is, if we are not settled in the love of God, then all of our works, what does it say? Without love, it profits us nothing. nothing. So I want to read this. This is the promise of God. Second Corinthians 6, 18 says, I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. See, he calls us by name, not the names we've been called by others. He's been face to face with our deepest longings and darkest fears. He sees our unformed places. He sees disappointed hope. He hears the cries of the frightened and lonely. He feels the pain of the shunned and the isolated. He sees wow. the heavy burden on humanity. He sees the snares of sin and shame. He sees the fathoms of darkness that grade the color of our world. God sees all of this and he speaks light. Others may call you girl or boy. Mine says girl in this one. He calls you daughter. He calls us daughter and sons. He doesn't call he us calls according. Us by name. He calls us by name. doesn't call us by a number. Right. And that, that I want people to know there's an intimate God yes. who is fiercely in love with them. And he wants to protect them. You know, the first time I think I really realized how valued we were to God. I was, I think it was even before I met you, I was driving in a car one day and I'll never forget this. The Holy Spirit said, or it was actually the Lord Jesus said to me, son, do you know, I esteem you better than myself. I, I was wondering if you were going to share that. Right. And I remember when I heard that, Blasphemy. do you know that I esteem yeah. you better than myself? I yeah. said, there is no way yeah. I'm believing this. You are the king of the universe. I'm this little peon guy here on the earth. And I said, I'm not believing it unless you give me three scriptures in the New Testament. And, you know, I didn't feel his displeasure. And I remember the first scripture he gave me was Philippians chapter 2, where Paul writes to the Philippians and says, Dude, don't do anything through selfish ambition or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem the others better than themselves. And he said, there's your first one. And I said, no, 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 that's Paul telling the Philippians, mm -hmm. Christians to esteem each other better than themselves. He right. said, son, I never tell my children to do anything that I don't do myself. And I started thinking, okay, that could be one. And yeah. I thought, all right, I'm good with that. Then, I, then, then he said this to me. I said, but that's only one. I need two other scriptures. And then he said this to me, Lisa, and it's so amazing how you'll hear the gospel, hear the gospel. But when he said this to me, he said, who hung on the cross, me or you? And I remember I was, I was, I was broken right there. Yeah. I was undone yeah. and I went, oh, wow. And he said, I hung on the cross carrying your shame, your guilt, your sin, your sickness, your disease, your punishment, yeah. because I esteemed you better than myself. Well, at that time, I am just completely undone. And he said, and your third scripture is Romans chapter 12, where it says an honor, prefer one another. He said, I prefer 
uh, my brothers and sisters over myself. And so that really lets everybody, I want everybody to know in this day of cancel culture, in this day of um, people just being slammed on social media, what your creator thinks about you. I mean, Lisa, you look at sex trafficking, people are reduced down to basically a, a crust of bread. A commodity. A commodity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And another word saying life is not valuable. Mm -hmm. And yet God gives the greatest price he could pay to get it, to have a personal relationship with us in Jesus. That's, that's why it says, for God so loved the world. Yeah. So babe, I am so excited about this devotional because there are so many people in our day and hour right now that really need to understand that they're unique, they're uniquely loved, they're deeply loved, deeply cherished. Yeah. And this book, I believe, is going to, the Holy Spirit's going to use this book. I, I actually see this, and I'm prophesying this. He's going to open up the eyes, and I can see daughters weeping, weeping in, in their bedrooms. I can see it, you know, they're outside in their backyards. I can see daughters weeping, mm -hmm. coming into the understanding as the Holy Spirit uses this devotional, how very special they are to God. And once you realize that, it doesn't matter what people say about you on social media, because the most important person in the universe cared enough about me to give his life for me. Yeah, when he identifies us as his own, it just doesn't matter. Because, see, our identity is wrapped up in him. There's other things that we will try to value more than that, and it's always dangerous. We think, oh, my identity is whether I'm single or married, or my identity, no, those are all roles. They're not identities. And so I love, you know, closing out with Psalm 8, it says, when I no. look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? David was beholding this wonder and he pondered how in the world could this magnificent God notice me? But see, it's never been about the smallness of us. It's always been about the greatness of of who God is. You're his idea. You are fiercely loved and you are not a disappointment. Listen, everybody's got to get it. The devotional is fiercely loved. 90 days. I bet even a lot of guys are going to get this one. You know, John, a lot of people bought this for their moms for Mother's Day. I think that's brilliant. And I'm seeing it as a gift for graduates as well. Oh, that's perfect. I want to say to everybody, Please not only get it, if you get touched by it, tell your friends about it. Please, please, please put it on social media. I'm not saying this to try to sell books for Lisa. I'm saying this because right now too many people are feeling undervalued. The suicide rate Shame. today is through the Isolated. roof right now. Yeah. Crazy, crazy when you think about how many kids are contemplating suicide right now. Young people, people in their 20s, people in their 30s, and they need to understand they're very valuable and very loved. And so... Yeah. That has been Conversations. I want to re remind you again, as you're going off, please rate, review, subscribe to the program. And I want to say this, don't forget to download Messenger X. Yeah. And until next time. Yes. And don't forget, uh, next time will be uh, Cancel Culture Part 2. Yeah, but we're going to revisit that. Next time, this has been John and Lisa Bevere on Conversations. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows in the Messenger Podcast Network, including The Godmother with Lisa Bevere and Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, you can download the Messenger X app today in the App Store. Until next time.